Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hail Cheaters, and welcome to the Always Cheating Podcast. My name is Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? Doing all right, Josh. I finally got my old, old podcasting microphone sort of set up yeah, here in my new apartment, so that feels good. Hopefully, I'm sounding a little better than I did last week. But man, Game Week 21, we still have one more match to go, and then yep. it's another wait for Game Week 22. Yep. We, t- we talked a fair amount on our Patreon pod on Thursday, Josh, about... You know, this moment in the Premier League season and especially the fantasy game and how the two feel a little separate. Like, and how are we how <laughs> yeah. are we motivating ourselves yeah. to stay yeah. engaged? Because I think that's that's the theme of this podcast, right, is or this episode is, hey, what are we supposed to be thinking about right now with regard yeah. to our teams? Because I think it's easy to to, to kind of let it slip away. I think that's right. Um, it was something that I was sort of thinking about myself a little bit, and I thought it made sense as a podcast theme because um, we had a you know, huge block of matches, you know, like with lots of decisions to make, right? So the whole point of, of <laughs> fantasy is to make decisions, and we have not had to make very many decisions of late. We had Lead up to game week 21, very lots of decisions, lots, lots to think yeah. about uh, AFCON and Asia Cup and um, possible doubles and what to do and how many transfers to make, all that. All that Tons kind of, of injuries. Tons of injuries. Yeah. Captain debate, et cetera. Um, but we haven't really had to make very many decisions and we kind of still don't for a little while. We still yeah. actually have about another, I think it's eight days from today's recording before we have to uh, lock in our, our captain for game week 22. So I thought it might make sense to just sort of take a step. I, I wouldn't even say a step back, more like a step up. Let's say, Brandon, like sure. if, if if I was a uh, if I was a CFO leading my my team through uh, through a meeting, I'd say this is a a ten thousand foot view sure. of of what's yeah. ahead. Um, some things to I'm going to say. For. Let's open yep. the aperture on uh yeah, on the FBL. aperture i like that yeah let's open the aperture if you're leading a photography class for example or sure. uh you know <laughs> so we are uh game week 21 is not, well yeah so that that's the theme of this week's pod before we do that i do want to check in on this weekend check in on our scores and i even have an always cheating super league check-in for us to discuss in this week's podcast brand and even though we're only nine tenths nine tenths of the way through game week 21 so Game me 21 score check time. I am doing fine. But before we talk about me, how about you? How's your game week going so far? <laughs> uh, I'm not doing fine. I've, I've had a, a, a poor game week, I, I think. And let's see, my game week rank, just to illustrate, is 3.8 million. And I'm on a red arrow. I'm all okay. out. Okay. Uh, Bowen and Solanke were my two players to play. And Areola. Yeah. It was a stroke of fortune in a way that Bowen got the start and played 90 minutes against Sheffield United. And I think Bowen got all the opportunities that a Bowen owner would hope he'd get. And 
He just wasn't able to convert them, including getting tackled with two arms in the final seconds of that match. You know, I thought maybe Bowen owners would get lucky there, but uh, that was a, a minus four to bring me all out net to 42 points. I've yeah. got Botman coming in with his one pointer for Pau Torres. My two transfers didn't work at all. I brought in Bowen and Saka and I captain Saka. The, you know, the game week started well enough on Saturday morning with Chelsea hosting Fulham. And I got a yeah. combined 23 points from Caldwell, yeah. Sterling and Palmer. And that's really where it all ended. That's and all the, that was all your points. Yeah. And that one, <laughs> that was sometimes all my you don't points. know, sometimes that first game week or the first batch of the game week is the whole game week. Right? It, yeah. You always feel like, you know, when you have a good start, you're always like, well, this is great. Yeah. I'm going to build on this and I'm going to have my best game week ever. <laughs> <laughs> One would hope. And and I was thinking, you know, I've been waiting a, a, a long time since game week 17 for my next Arsenal clean sheet. Uh, so yeah. Saliba got his clean sheet, but Saliba may as well not exist right now as far as I'm concerned because Gabriel's uh, what did the, the end? sun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Gabriel really did block. He blocked out the sun on all of those corner kicks and he blocked out all of my FPL green arrow. So that, that was yeah. definitely a dagger in the game week for me. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And then now you didn't, you didn't even get the benefit, nor did I of the, of a Saka assist, which would have <laughs> softened the blow. Well, I mean, I guess you would have had an extra three points if that were a goal, but I think I think you still would have taken that because that would have been six points for Saka. It would have been better for me, yes, yeah, definitely, as, because as it's not like him. everyone yeah. around me is going to be a Gabriel owner. So I would have right. definitely right. wanted the Saka captaincy. So we need to talk yeah. about Saka after after we get through this preamble. So that's, that's my I game agree. week. Yeah. I feel like yeah. now... I, I, I want so badly to get into a position of sort of like um, attack and mm-hmm. uh, or to get my team in a position where I feel like maybe I don't need to make any moves. Maybe I'm super happy. It's been a while yeah. since I've been happy with yeah. my starting happy. 11. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I hope that I'm glad that's coming across. I'm miserable. Yeah. I'm not this happy. This could be because you you've had to record. Several podcasts in a row on a on a toilet seat, and may and that may have been uh, yeah. that may have been affecting your mood for a while there. But yeah. you know what? You're back in your your old comfortable chair, yes. Brandon. You've got your old comfortable microphone back. I say you're still. I think you're still in toilet mode, and I think you've got to get yourself <laughs> okay. out of toilet mode and, and yeah. into comfy chair mode, yeah. and uh, and embrace yeah. the the second half of the season. Well, I think to do that, I'm going to have to take another minus four, perhaps going into game week 22, so we can talk a little bit about what that looks like. But um, yeah. I need to. I think I need to clear out some strivers in my team, like the Sterlings mm-hmm. of the world, and bring yeah. in some blockbuster players. That's yeah. my a next strider, so, perhaps yeah. an Aragorn type to, to unite your team. Absolutely, bring, yeah, yeah, bring me a ranger uh, that that would be king, <laughs> and I think that would help my team. All right, that, how how are you doing uh, with? Uh, I think you've got a Stupinon left to go now. Yeah, I have a Stupinon left to go. I, we'll you know we'll still see if that was worth the. If it was worth it, it's sort of, this is another week where you just can't trust any injury news anymore, can you? Because uh, obviously Bowen, all this debate, oh, everyone who made the Bowen move early is a sucker. Oh, Bowen <laughs> played 90 minutes. Oh, Bowen blanked. Like, <laughs> such a such a drama with, with no Bowen. No one knows anything is no one knows uh, the anything. moral exactly. of that story. So just have, yeah, so just have fun. Exactly. Let's, uh, let's all, you know, again, we can, we can act like we're sitting on the toilet. 
or we can act like we're sitting in the comfy chair, Brandon. This is, it's really a glass half empty, glass yeah. half full sure. situation that I'm updating for, for modern life. And uh, yeah, so it's, I, I think, you know, the, I dropped Trent for a stupid on. So I have a stupid on tomorrow. Let's see how it goes. Now it looks like Trent's probably going to be back for game week 22, but say Levy. Uh, Trent probably would have had to go long term anyway if I was going to try to fit Sun, Salah, and uh, and eventually Holland uh, back into my squad mm-hmm. as well. So, um, so I, I, you know, and hopefully a stupid on can, can do something tomorrow. Uh, but regardless, uh, unless Pascal Gross absolutely just goes off tomorrow, I should be able to, I should be locked in uh, to, to a green arrow for the game week. Not a huge one. It was bigger going into today, but the only player I had in today's matches uh, was Ariola. Um, credit to him for going off with a kind of quasi, he seemed fine. But I think he like had to go off the pitch maybe because he he was down injured for so long. Like he sort of just walked off normally. Uh, and Strange out of play there. <laughs> it it, it yeah. was reminiscent of game week one when Onana went in on that uh, that giant wolves man and probably should have got a red card and ended up right. with a clean sheet in the process. That's right. Yeah. It's what's what's weird about that is it made me think. It's rare that you see. You know, like because it's like a midfield, like, you know, if an outfield player goes down with an injury, they have to leave the pitch. Mm-hmm. Right. But in this particular situation, you had the goalkeeper down with an injury and clearly they can't leave the pitch. Right. Like on a penalty kick, <laughs> like you can't yeah. just like not have a keeper. Right. Until the until the ball has been played for a second sure. or whatever and they can run on. So um, it was sort of <laughs> interesting, be amazing. Like, Areola <laughs> running in from the sideline to try to save a penalty <laughs> from McBurney. Ball. He had to be incredibly fast. <laughs> McBurney would have had to like really roll that thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was um, so, but I guess we got an extra point from that. So, Hey, like let's, we'll take that as a three points felt like a win there. Um, I thought he might have a chance for, for uh, six saves cause he got four pretty early, but then I don't think he had a single save the last 40 minutes or so of that match. Yeah. That Chilean um, yeah. dude, uh, Diaz was his name. I think like he, he looked good, got the goal, but he was just like shooting everything down Ariola's throat. Uh, yeah. And yeah. He, that felt, yeah, that was looking good for fantasy managers. Yeah. For sure. Real, real premier league classic kind of match though. Right. Like a classic, just every team, no matter how weak they've looked, can, when they're when they're in their home stadium, they can yeah. give everybody a match, right? And that was yeah. definitely what we've Luton's done that a handful of times this, this season as well. So anyway, I'm on a like a 50k red arrow, so or I mean green arrow, excuse me, uh, with a stupid on to go. So let's see let's see how it all pans out. It's 56 points minus minus four um, plus whatever I get from from uh, a stupid on tomorrow. So yeah, the this weekend we had uh, so the, and that match is um, Brighton host Wolves, and that's at I think. Yeah, it's either three o'clock or two thirty, something like that. What time? What time is that match tomorrow? Uh, let's see here. That it's is a two forty-five. Two forty-five. Oh my gosh! <laughs> wow. Well, what do I know? I'm glad I looked it up. Uh, yeah, it's at it's at two forty-five tomorrow, seven forty-five uh, Greenwich time. Mm-hmm. So this weekend that we had uh, we had four matches. Uh, we had the Arsenal Crystal Palace match to kick things off on Saturday. A five-nil match with a Saka and Odegaard blank, a Gabriel goal and assist. And a late uh, Martinelli brace. And again, I don't know why Arteta doesn't bench him more often because there's something about benching Martinelli that clearly awakens. And it's like every four matches, you should just bench him on a principle, right? It's like Pep, mm-hmm. Pep is actually really good at this. Pep kind of knows when a player is 
not give you know he, he did this with Grealish for years right it was sort of like all right like until you can consistently play well I'm just not going to play you and yeah. uh and you know Arteta has been a little more I think generous with with Martinelli this season um did you think I don't know if you can if you can take off the fantasy glasses for a second but do you think Martinelli or excuse me Gabriel um the center back should have been credited with that second goal I thought the own goal was slightly harsh on that one because it did feel like an on target shot to me I didn't see a definitive angle, but it it did look like an own goal to me because it looked yeah. like certainly his intent was I'm going to head this across the goal mouth uh, mm. for a uh, a colleague to tap right. it in, hopefully. And yeah, that was my initial read was that yeah. it was an own goal. I guess it's hard to say, right, because it was such a kind of, in a way, kind of a fluky corner, right, because it went over everybody like you just rarely see a corner that sails yeah. over I, I mean outside of like corners that are just terrible right and just like go out of bounds or whatever but like like a corner that just sort of sails over everybody to martinelli right or, or it's geez you, you got too many Mar- gabrielles Mar- to, there, to sit no, no, through here three, there's three gabrielles exactly um so anyway uh it doesn't matter though it was a 17 point return from him the Saka blank though was was pretty frustrating it's actually the first time i'd owned Saka and and like at least 10 game weeks, maybe longer. Um, and um, yeah, it was kind of just, it was just frustrating to, to captain him, especially, you know, it was kind of like it was him or Palmer. We can talk a little more about this kind of broadly. I mean, it, we sort of said it was a week where it was going to be kind of wide open in terms of the captaincy. And in the end, I, I, I felt like it was pretty much down to Palmer and Saka in terms of who, people I was seeing went with, I mean, credit to some of our friends or our friend Red Dagger, for example, and it was Joda. Um, and we sort of said it was a good week to, to maybe to be bold with the captaincy. And I think a lot of those bold picks would have actually worked out this week, right? If you had just gone with Richarlison or gone with Joda or Darwin, um, I think you would have had, um, you know, you would have been feeling pretty, you would, you would clearly be feeling pretty good uh, today. Yeah. I wonder what that means in a game week like this, where I, <laughs> I just feel like let's be real here in this season if or in the last two seasons if you're not captaining Holland or Mo Salah you're being bold so mm-hmm. uh, even though you're in a game week where neither Salah or Holland are available to be captain picks you still have to then sort of make a decision where you're going to have less sort of confidence there and there's going to be a certain amount of risk involved. I don't think captaining Saka was some sort of a craven low risk move, uh, going with the sheep. No, no, no. I, I don't, I think you're putting, you're putting words into my mouth there. I'm I'm not saying that. And I captained Saka and I, I didn't feel bad about it, but I also like, he has not been playing well. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, well, so, was, so this yeah. is, this is my point just to interject. Yeah. My point is the rogue picks as you're positioning them and, and Jota yeah. and, and Darwin and Palmer and whatnot. Saka, I think has to be included in that band of rogue yeah. picks Except because of like, all the things you're just saying. I guess so. But I mean, it, it, it didn't feel rogue when I captain Saka, I knew that I was going to be captaining the player with the highest captaincy percentage mm-hmm. for this game week. Right. There, there was nothing, it did not feel at all bold. In fact, it felt quite safe. Uh, <laughs> okay. No, it, it didn't mean that I felt like I was being a sheep or whatever, but I did I did not think that I was making an especially bold or creative choice. It was kind of like, eh, I don't know. You know, I, <laughs> I think the one, 
I, I don't know. The one the one move that I sort of regret is a little bit was was Foden because I think I could have been a little more. Again, this is all hindsight talking though, right? But it, it, I feel like I could have maybe gotten a little more creative with that pick. Once once the game week twenty five mm-hmm. double was kind of floated, it, it just felt logical to go with him. But uh, Richarlison was the player I was kind of leaning towards, and I won't even pretend that I was looking at Jota. But geez, I, I feel like that was that was an opportunity there to really be bold and be different. I think the fact that uh, the Bournemouth's defensive numbers have been better the last few weeks, that, that sort of put me off a little bit as well. They've been playing well. So um, yeah, what we learned just, from that yeah, match was Liverpool are title content. I mean, not, not that yeah. that's news to anybody, but it doesn't matter how well Bournemouth were playing or whatever the opposition is. It doesn't matter who's gone for Liverpool. Liverpool are in such a mode right now. And yeah. there's some in- incredible stat like the, the winning streak in the league that Liverpool are on, which I think is 13, maybe 12. And the next longest winning streak presently in the league is Man City with five. Uh, it's just yeah. like, it, it can't yeah. be overstated how well Liverpool are playing right now. Yeah. And yeah, definitely should have thought a little longer about what Liverpool picks could have been brought in to sort of uh, um, yeah. jump on that bandwagon. I, you know, and credit to them. I mean, all these buys over the last couple of years, right? And sort of, they didn't all bet in right away, but it feels like it's really just impressive the fact that they could play that well away to Bournemouth. And without, it just, it's just such a different team now, right? No Salah, no Mane, no Firmino, right? And they were still really good up front, really dominant. I mean, I, all of the goals were impressive. I mean, yeah. I, obviously Jota played well, but the first goal, the Darwin goal, was just a really smooth, classic Liverpool style goal, right? It was just really clean and, you know, it was really impressive. Yeah. I wonder if there's something there moving Darwin out to the left, if, if that's something that's going to uh, continue when Mo comes back. It seemed yeah. to suit him, obviously. Maybe it was yeah. the opposition in Bournemouth, but uh, yeah, Darwin gets a, a boost with a lot of fantasy managers for sure. Yeah. Could you see yeah, I mean, Diaz could end up being the odd man. Gakpo's sort of there right now, too, but with Salah yeah. back. And we'll see with him, right, because he, he's now back in England, but it's it's he's back in England for treatment, and if he is healthy enough, he's going to go back to Egypt. So assuming Egypt yeah. is, is I through think that, under the Yeah, the match. semifinal, I think, is what I saw the headlines. Like Salah said, if Egypt make it to the semifinal, he'll be fit and go back. You know, there's something I'm so cynical, uh, but I'm not cynical. Mo Salah is the cynical one, Josh. Like you okay. see him interviewed and yeah, uh, there was one uh, an interview that was making the rounds the other day ta- uh, asking Mo about his fantasy team at the start of the season. And Mo's like, oh, yeah, I play fantasy and I'm in my team and I captain myself every week and I'm going to score <laughs> the most goals because, you know, I'm just the dude. And yeah. that guy um, – <laughs> I mean, to be to be honest, I don't know anything about his relationship with the uh, Egypt national team, but he, to in to my mind, lives and breathes to succeed at Liverpool, and I feel like he's probably not super stoked that he is missing what's happening uh, presently at Liverpool. Yeah, I I think that makes sense. I don't know what his relationship is like with. I mean, I know 
it's just hard to say. You know, yeah. I, unlike you, I won't sort of question a player's nationalism <laughs> and their commitment and love for their country. Um, so uh, I won't go down that road. That's you're happy you're, to do you're that bigger at all than times. I am. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's you're in the comfy yeah. chair and I'm on the toilet. This is how it goes. <laughs> yeah, that was some toilet talk from you. Yeah. Let's get let's let's reset here a little bit. So, oh, but I, I, on soccer. So, okay, I'm not. I'm not going to talk about this irrationally because, of course, I mean, it's kind of funny almost. I, I went to see uh, – we talked about stat charts, I think, in last week's pod. And, of course, I went and checked. Uh, there was an update after today's matches. And the number one player at the top of the stat chart for kind of the your next who your next transfer should be, of course, it is Saka right at the, at the top of the list. It's, it's almost like – he climbs higher the less the less he does. It's like it's like if he actually scored, I feel like somehow that would dry he would drop lower. Yeah, it's like right. he can't do anything but but I'm sort of just watching these matches. And I'm thinking, gosh, he just feels it you know, he's one of those players he's always able to string together he's, he's always been able to string together fantasy points, but it, it often feels like it's like a mix of penalties and low XG chances, right? Like he has a lot <laughs> yeah. of the ball, but it's a, a lot of it is sort of outside the box and you know, he's, he's, I don't know. It's just, it's not quite working for him. And it's, and I guess uh, you can't really argue with the results, right? It was a five nil win today. If Martinelli had uh, been willing to square the ball to Saka at the end of that match, yes. when it was four nil, he already got his goal. He could have just squared that ball. Yeah. Uh, he's and, trying to get back in the yeah. team, Josh. I know. Well, maybe, maybe passing the ball more <laughs> would be a way <laughs> to get back into true. the team. Yeah. Um, so, but then we would have had our, uh, our soccer goal. And I think mm-hmm. we all would have been feeling a lot better today, but say la vie. So I, I think uh, he's not going anywhere. I think Odegaard is the one that just a classic mistake, a classic FPL blunder, which yeah. is, Oh, there are these two players uh, maybe they're maybe they're as good as each other, but you know, one one's ownership is way lower, and I can save a little money yeah. if I go for the cheaper option. We do this, we do this with defenders all the time, right? It's like, well, sure, he gets a couple extra assists, you know, whatever. <laughs> but like, let's just go for the cheap. And then I kind of immediately, I, I, you know, three straight blanks from Odegaard, just an absolutely worthless player in my squad. I, he was terrible uh, against uh, Crystal he, Palace. Too. He hasn't. He hasn't. I don't think he's played a good minute of football since uh, in two hundred and ten <laughs> minutes in my squad. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he's done a single thing. I don't. He's been okay. He's he's fine. I mean, but he's like, ter- terrible yeah. by his high standards. By uh, his high standards, yeah. exactly. I'm I'm sort of being a little dramatic here, but I think that um, yeah, it's it's sort of uh, I, I feel like I want to drop him. They play away to Forest in game week 22. I probably just have to hold him again and just and yep. just hope that something something good happens there. Um, I looking at my squad right now, it actually feels like it could be a kind of hold a hold type game week for me. So um, you know, we'll, we'll see. We can talk more about that mm-hmm. uh, on next week's pod because next Sunday's pod will actually be a game week twenty two preview pod. Cool. We, I look we yeah, to so that. that'll be yeah, that'll be fun. But we're, we're, we are going to talk about game week twenty two. On this pot as well, as well, of course. A uh, couple other match updates, though. Uh, Brentford 3-2 over Forest. Brentford finally get a desperately much-needed win. Uh, I, I love Brentford. I don't, want, I don't want Brentford to go down. I don't know if they're really at risk of it or not, but I like I like seeing them get some wins. I, I want us our next UK trip to... Go to the G go to the G Tech, yeah. uh, especially if it was an evening match. That's the the thing I most want, Brandon. We should almost mm-hmm. try to time this. I really want to go see the bees play on like uh, a Monday night evening match or a okay. Friday evening match or something like that. Feels Great, like they're, yeah, they're evenings at the G Tech. 
Exactly. Maybe uh, what's what's a West London band we could see play live there as yeah. well? Um, it feels like they've, yeah, yeah. It just feels like they've never. I've never seen them lose at home in the dark. I'm sure they have, <laughs> but like it just feels like every time, every time you're watching a match at the G Tech and it's the the sky is dark. Right in the stadium, like it feels like they are they are just about to put a, a pounding on somebody. Well, let's so talk about I, the yeah. let's talk about the mm-hmm. Tony factor because yes. uh, Brentford have been miserable the last month plus. Tony yeah. comes back. A Tony looks incredible. B the entire team suddenly even Neil Mape is trying to raise their game to even Tony's level. Neil Mape, <laughs> that exactly. turn that Mape had was really quite sublime uh, you have to tip your hat to him uh but tony uh, and his free kick i mean that's not a good look for our boy matt turner um i don't know who he's had sets a lot a wall of, like that but matt matt turner has had a lot of not so good looks unfortunately it's, uh, it's been a rough year for yeah, the american yeah. so tony i i dare say um is another one to add to the short list of fantasy assets to be reckoned with yeah, I I think so too. I mean, he's uh, his ownership. I mean, his, his ownership is super low. He's at three percent. His price is high. Uh, he's yeah, but uh, at eight million. But the player who slots into Ivan Tony incredibly well, uh, especially in game week twenty five when he has a double, is our boy Ali Watkins, who yeah. has had a pretty miserable run himself the last several game weeks. Um, let's see, and in Villa play away to Fulham in twenty five. Not a terrible match, but not a hugely exciting match either. I feel like I'd like to take my chances on a on a double with mm-hmm. Ivan Tony in, in twenty five. So um, that's that's sort of I think there's a really good chance that I have Ivan Tony by the time Game Week twenty five rolls around. Yeah. It's an interesting move for Aston Villa to ponder. I mean, they're lucky to have Ollie Watkins to a degree, and he's played well for them. But wouldn't if you're Villa, wouldn't you think, hey? Let's get Ivan Tony. And if you think like talk about oh I, yeah. Tony going to Arsenal or Chelsea, et cetera, et cetera, kind of feels like Villa might even be the best fit for like given the yeah. way they're playing. And um, I just think he's not for. I don't think he's for sale. I think that's that's the problem, right? I think because Arsenal really did make the the push, and uh, I don't think they can afford to do it. To be honest, yeah. I, you know, I think that it's it's too it's too it's just too risky. Like they could. This, I mean, I guess this might be the year to do it because the the bottom of the table is so is so poor, right? Like, there's just it feels like Brentford have like a baseline of quality yeah. that like they probably survive. But um, I, I believe Tony's contract is uh, he'll have a year left on his contract this summer. So okay. I would assume he's got to go. They have to sell him this summer um, unless they think they're gonna. I mean, this is Tony's moment to actually um, play beyond. To- Brentford. Yeah. Well, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I mean, a lot of times these teams talk like they're never going to, I mean, this, this happened with Kieran Trippier this week too, right? There's this rumor that Trippier Bayern was going to leave for, yeah. for Bayern Munich. <laughs> and then, uh, Newcastle came out and said, there's no way, there's absolutely no way that, that he's going to leave. But we've all seen this. We all know this story, right? They all, these clubs all say this now. And then on January 30th, um, it's like, well, Kieran Trippier, end, we, most we, expensive fullback in Europe, going yeah, to exactly, Bayern exactly. Munich. Exactly. We, we put up a, we we made a strong argument for him to stay, and he decided that his future was whatever. Right? We all know this this story. So, uh, and Bayern actually lost it. There's a chance. I'm going to feel so bad for Harry Kane if he finally goes to a club that can't <laughs> fall down without uh, winning the Bundesliga, and they finally yeah. don't win the Bundesliga for the first time in like ten years. That would be incredible. 
it, it would be. Um, I will watch with interest to see yes. what happens. Yeah, same, same. So, um, all right. So Ivan Tony definitely on the table for us. Uh, we talked about Sheffield, West Ham, and then, uh, yeah, and then Bournemouth, Liverpool, we talked about that as well. I mean, Jota, 7.8 million, uh, low ownership. The idea of moving straight from uh, from Odegaard to Jota is very appealing. I think that is something I would at least consider. Um, I don't really love the next couple of fixtures for Liverpool. That's the only, they're not terrible, but it's uh, Chelsea at home and Arsenal away. I mean, I guess Chelsea at home. They have shred Chelsea yeah. at Anfield. <laughs> That's true. And even Arsenal away, I don't who knows, right? And then, and then it's Burnley in 24. My guess is that we don't see Salah until 25. It's just hard for me if he really does have a hamstring injury yeah. and, and Liverpool are playing this well, I don't know why you'd rush him back. Like those are like, those are the kind of injuries that are most likely to injure your player if you rush him back. Right. So it would also back for Burnley going back to the Egypt thing. You have to think about the most politic way to bring Mo Salah back, given the way he's left AFCON yeah. at the moment. And then he could go back to AFCON, of course. So yeah. there's that to take into account. So I agree with you. I think Trent is kind of the most interesting issue with Liverpool right now in that people who held him, I think, will be feeling good. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if you don't have him, you've got Robertson coming back from injury. Joe Gomez is playing okay. Uh, How? And then you mentioned the ability to afford Holland and Nay Salah and Son when they come back into contention. If you don't own Trent right now, is he just like suddenly going to disappear from the fantasy conversation again? I don't, I don't know. I really, I really don't. It feels like there's too many variables for me to answer that. Right. Because like, when are we going to see Holland back? Like what is, uh, do we, is there any, every time I I update, uh, you know, you know, you know that new thing now where um, you Google somebody's name, but there's all these like, AI clickbait stories Mm -hmm. and they're like the latest on Holland. And then it's like, (laughs) Holland is a a player who plays in (laughs) England for Manchester city. (laughs) And then there's like a quote from like nine days ago from, from Pep, Uh right. Like that says nothing. And um, I'm like, Oh my God, did I just click on this garbage? Um, But yeah, I I don't know that we um, really have any news yet. I think it's, you know, there was a talk of a setback, but um, yeah, like, let's see. Yeah, I there. See, there's a thing called essentially sports that is. Just, there's just no way this is a real thing. So I'm not even. <laughs> I gonna, love that. I'm That's like quoted. going to get lunch at uh, this uh, salad place called Just Salad. Exactly. And I go get exactly. my uh, sports news from Essentially Sports. Uh, yeah. You know, it's it's mostly sports. It's, it's essentially it's that's essentially it sports. Yeah, <laughs> some other some other stuff you can do there. <laughs> I actually like Just Salad, too. I, I, I thought this was like an, an international chain, but apparently Just Salad is really uh, just in... Um, it's just it New is, York. It is just, just, it's like just New York, maybe like a little in Connecticut as well. So, um, all right. Well, that is that is your kind of game week 21 check. And again, we have one more match to go tomorrow. Uh, just because I haven't done this for a while, even with one match to go, I wanted to to read out the top 10 in the Always Cheating Super League because um, it's it's just been hard to, to get a reading with these kind of matches spread over... Um, you know, multiple days. So, uh, in, we have a two way tie for ninth, Brandon, Josh Seidel and Alex Boyle tied for ninth. Nice. They're friends. Wouldn't that be cool? I hope they are now. They, don't they sound like they're friends? If you, Alex Boyle and Josh Seidel, that sounds like two guys who like, uh, 
went to college at the University of Connecticut or something. Oh uh, like yeah, that, these right? these like guys are definitely in an improv yeah. troupe together. <laughs> Boyle and Seidel, uh, Dave Monahan, Roy Gordon uh, are in eighth and seventh. I don't know why I said it that way. Uh, Loritz Pust is in sixth. He's he's been in the in the top ten for quite a while, quite a while this season. Uh, Cindra Carlson in fifth. Uh, Peter Hefsmo Steej in fourth. Abu Hamza in third, uh, Chandru Angia in second, and Ismail Marmiant in first. So that's some really big scores up in the top, uh, first, second, and third. I think all of them own Joda, and I think at least one of these managers, if not a couple of them, Captain Joda as well. So uh, and that <laughs> Abu was, Hamza has 106 points for the game exactly. week. Exactly. That's I'm on a, outrageous. I'm on a, I, yeah, exactly. I'm on a green arrow for the game week with half that many points. Almost literally half that many points. So, yeah, credit to him. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. yeah. All right, like a quick, quick little plug for the Patreon, Josh, before we take a break. Yeah, yeah uh, patreon.com slash always where you can go. The ad market for podcasts is terrible right now so if you want to support the cheaters i mean like listen we're doing fine don't worry about us but if you want to support the cheaters uh you can go to patreon.com slash always cheating to support us this thursday we're going to be doing a youtube show for our patreon supporters going to be live on camera. You can check out Brandon's new space in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still I'm still here in Brooklyn. Uh, and uh, we're going to be doing our uh, our unboxing where we open up some uh, old Premier League cards from uh, 10 seasons ago and talk about some guys. Brandon, always fun. Yeah, we got the 2013-2014 match attacks packs from Tops. Yes. So we Can't wait to see what attacks. I open there. Oh, it's, uh, I've been fighting off my seven-year-old who desperately wants it. It's just hard to have unopened packs of anything sure. in the house. So, so we're going to be doing that and, and talking a little bit more about the, uh, well, we'll have the Carabao Cup matches and, and some other things to talk about FA Cup uh, this weekend. So um, yeah, patreon.com slash always is where you can go. And uh, let's take a break, Brandon. We'll get back and talk about Game Week 22 and beyond. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. 
at hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. All right, Ben, we're back. Game week 22 and beyond. Uh, if you've been checked out a little bit over the last couple of weeks, we haven't had to make a lot of decisions uh, during this time. The match have been a little spread out. Uh, this is a chance to reset a little bit and start to look ahead. Um, the uh, first thing I want to remind people of is when they have to make another decision, okay? <laughs> uh-huh. And that is 6 p.m. Greenwich Mean Time. 1 p.m. Eastern time, Brennan, on Tuesday, January 22nd. <laughs> One okay? in the afternoon on a Tuesday for us, huh? Yeah. That's how it's yeah, going exactly. to play oh, wait, out. That, that, that date's also wrong. It's the 29th, uh, right? 20, 30th. Why do I have the 22nd on there? Oh, my God. That's, that, See, I, that's how fluid this all is for us now. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really going to confuse everyone. Let me make sure I have the actual date writer. Where did I get? I honestly have no idea where I pulled that date from, Brennan. Uh, it is Tuesday, January 30th. Okay. Yeah. I'll say that one more time to avoid any confusion. Tuesday, January 30th, 1 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Greenwich is when you need to set your team for game week 22. It's a three day game week. Okay. Five matches on Tuesday, three on Wednesday, four on Thursday. And I'm also realizing, looking at this squad, um, it's going to be a pretty light Thursday for me uh, to end that game week, Brennan. We just have a West Ham, Bournemouth, and then a, a pure watch, at least for me, to end. Game week twenty two with Wolves hosting Man United. So, uh, get oh, ready you for should a nice, you nice, should easy, definitely easy, uh, just watch. bring in uh, Scott McTominay just to give yourself a little juice in that Wolves yeah, Manchester United I, match. I do it. You know what? I will. You're right. Just I'm going to do that. I'm, should I do it live here on the pod? Let's do we're it. Talking. Just bring in, bring McTominay. <laughs> everyone, <laughs> everyone, pause the podcast, and we're all going to do it together. Bring in Scott <laughs> yeah, McTominay. Exactly. If if you're out there with a fantasy team and McTominay is in your midfield, people will know you're an always cheating listener and that's yeah. that's the guarantee i mean i love how game weeks now come in all shapes and sizes and we've gone from yeah. a two-week game week to a three-day game week this is just a not getting any work done sort of a situation it's gonna, i know uh, this is like looking i'm like eh, maybe i might need to like take a half day or something for for these matches uh because they're really spread out too the the ones on tuesday are at 2 30 2 45 3 o'clock and 3 15 
like dramatically staggered, Brandon. So it's a, it's, it's really, it's like designed in a lab to make me want to go to a bar that has <laughs> yeah. lots of television sets. So let's see, let's see what I do uh, on, on January 30th. Um, but just looking ahead to those matches, we're going to be almost certainly in the same spot that we're in now. Now, maybe we get some Holland, some positive Holland news and he sort of becomes everyone's you know, captain for, for game week 22. I mean, we'll, we'll see at the moment. It's hard to say that he will be right. I mean, it's just like, it's not like, I just feel like I would, I want to start getting, I mean, we're almost in terror, the territory now where if he does play, it's going to be off the bench to start, right. It's going to be kind of in that KDB zone where he, I mean, it's just been so long, right. Since he's last played. I mean, it's been what, like a mid December, I think since he was last um, on the pitch for, for mm-hmm. Man City. So, um, so I, I think even if we, unless he, I don't even really know. I mean, started to, it was in full training beginning tomorrow, played in the FA cup, you know, like for 30 minutes or something mm-hmm. like that, then I would feel, yeah. okay, pretty good about him playing um, next week. Right. But he's, that's just not going to happen. I'm willing to go out there and say that. I just don't think that's going to happen. Seems unlikely. Keeping the door open because these pods do live on. Unlike, you know, it's not Mission Impossible style, Brandon, where yeah. you get to just sort of dissolve as you're, <laughs> as you're listening to them. So I, I but I, but the, my point being, we're going to be in another situation where the captaincy is going to be pretty wide open, I think, for, yeah. for game week 22. I mean, looking ahead right now, it's, it's going to be hard for me to... I feel like it's going to be another week where, you know, where Saka is going to be a, a popular captain pick. And I, I don't feel hugely enthusiastic about that at the moment. And um, I think you could look at um, perhaps Bowen, West Ham hosting Bournemouth. Um, again, though, it's hard after the after the 90 minute blank versus Sheffield. It's hard to be excited about that. Um, oh, I mean, I guess I'm kind of looking over the Man City Burnley match. I, mean, that's I was going to say, one, yeah, right? yeah, at the yeah. Etihad. I'm I'm looking in. Uh, seriously, I'm getting Kevin De Bruyne this week, and I feel yes. like yes. if I do that, I'm definitely captaining him. But the problem is there, it's just like take the last 30 minutes of this podcast. We've talked about so many incredible options from Jota to Richarlison and all of these sort of budget-conscious options that leave yep. space to bring in, bring back Salah, bring back Holland. But I'm just going to go for De Bruyne romantically and – and probably captain him against Burnley. And it just feels like one that, uh, will it be short-term gains for more long-term problems? Uh, or is it just going to be a continue to be a party for De Bruyne owners? I, I, I really don't know. Don't know. I yeah. really, I, I do not know. I think it's fine to bring him in. I think that, uh, you know, it's sort of, um, and exciting, frankly. Um, but I also think it's fine because he slots into, Salah or Sun so easily, mm-hmm, right? True, yeah. That it it doesn't really matter uh, who you who you buy because you're almost you're almost certainly going to bring one of those players back, unless I mean unless he's just so good that yeah. you just don't want. I mean, obviously, I don't I don't know if it's really possible to have Holland, KDB, <laughs> no. Salah, Sun, Trent, right? At some How point, you're, yeah. you're going to have to go without somebody. Um, and so, um, yeah, so I I think it makes all this all the, yeah, I think it makes complete sense to bring him in. Um, I, if Holland were back, right. I don't know. I keep playing this, the if game here, but uh, if, if he were, I actually would be in kind of a tricky spot. I, I suppose I would, um, I guess I would just drop Isak. I, I still only have two, uh, Man City play. I have Foden and Alvarez right now. I don't have a Man City defender. Um, I, I sort of don't really want to bring one in at the moment because I, I, 
uh, you know, if I, if I bring in a Man City defender that that gives me three Man City players, and I'm sort of in a spot where I kind of have to um, turn Alvarez into Holland, mm-hmm. right? Like, otherwise, I wouldn't be able to do it. Now, I could do the same thing as you, though. I could just turn Odegaard into um, uh, into KDB, and that is sort of appealing for sure. Or, I, I mean, I, I like most people, I guess, I have so much money in my bank right now. I have $9.2 million. I could just take he, uh, Huang Hee-chan and turn him into KDB as <laughs> yeah. well. And uh, the ultimate luxury move. Yep. So uh, yeah, that's I, a possibility I'm, too. I'm turning Raheem Sterling into De Bruyne, I think, most likely. But you mentioned Foden and Julian Alvarez. Either of these guys captaincy shouts like Julian Alvarez has not been in great form at all. So it feels like a risk to captain yeah. him. And he's been okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, not, but not like, um, yeah, like I, I feel so spread out though, too, right? It's like, because uh, uh, like the most recent thing in my mind is still the Newcastle blank. He, he did score in the two matches before that. Um, I, I think the problem, so they both have interesting problems. Like the, the, the Alvarez problem is that it feels like the ceiling is low, right? Yes. It feels like he has had one double digit return all season. Yeah. Uh, and Foden does not have that problem. Foden's ceiling is high, but his floor feels even lower than Alvarez somehow. It feels like Foden can just just sleep through some of these matches, right? And you're sort of like, um, or, or like, I don't know, or it just feels peripheral in some way. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, we've seen that, you know, with him this season, it's sort of, it's just all over the place. I mean, I'm just sort of looking at his returns over the season and, and still it's like, he has these these big matches that really tempt you, right? And he does have a couple double digit matches this season, but you know he's played a lot this year, and he still only has five goals and six assists. I mean, it's not like he's had this, you know, through twenty one weeks. It's just it's it's not been a dominant campaign from him, right? And so it's it's just hard to know. Like even home to Burnley, would it shock me if Foden blanked? Not at all, mm-hmm. right? Like that feels totally like that I could just totally see that happening. Right. And so mm-hmm. it's sort of, it's hard for me to get super excited about him. With that said, my bus team trademark, always cheating, Brandon is, uh, is actually on Foden at the moment. So I'm sort of, I, I like would not, I could see him blanking, but also it feels like it might be the right moment to take a little bit of a punt on, on someone like Foden and just kind of go for it because, um, I'm just having kind of a, like my season's gotten a lot better, but I'm still having like a kind of meh season. And the idea of punting on a high upside risky player feels kind of fun, right? Like Uh if you're going to do it, do it when they play Burnley at home, right? Like maybe (laughs) that's a six nil match and he just kind of goes off. Like you never, you never know. Yeah. My bus team, I've got Alvarez, but it's just doesn't, I, I set this bus team with a thought that this team is going to look different because yeah, Yeah. you're looking to roll. I'm looking to take a hit bring in another a new midfielder and a new defender i'm looking to clear out some of my chelsea guys so yeah um interested to see the fa cup lineups and and what kind of minutes de bruyne plays the optimal thing for somebody looking to bring de bruyne in is he doesn't start the cup match uh yeah so i don't think he's got 90 minutes in him yet uh so if he plays he does another like 30 minute cameo then i feel like he could possibly be lined up for a start against Burnley almost almost certainly yeah I I would expect him to start too uh depending on how everything sort of shakes out you know I'm like like you said but um I I think he's fine for transfer I I don't know if it's if he's worth the transfer if you already have someone like Foden like does you know does Foden kind of 
fill that slot well enough. I don't know. Let's, let's, you know, I, I want to think about it for a couple more days. I want to see how the FA cup shakes out too. So let's, let's kind of table that game week 22 discussion for the moment. Uh, because again, we do have another pod we can talk about a little bit. Um, but I did want us to check in, you know, the latest in AFCON and the Asian cup. Um, what, what have you, uh, what, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Brian? We talked about solid just a little bit, but, uh-huh. uh, I mean, are you sort of like me? I'm just sort of thinking we're probably not going to have him for three more weeks is my guess. I I still don't think we're going to see him until game week 25. Yeah, I don't really have any thoughts about the tournament outside of the Sala news. I've really only been following AFCON by way of what uh, teams like West Ham today missing Kudus against Sheffield United. Like what's missing from the Premier League? And I have not been following what the players are doing in the tournament. Salah, yeah. yeah, I yeah, all the injury stuff we've talked about just like further complicates things, and I think makes it, uh, regardless of how bad the injury is, just makes it a, a, just there's that added layer of difficulty for Salah to get back into the starting eleven for Liverpool. So he's yeah. not something that I'm uh, bringing Salah back in is not something that's affecting my decision making because no. that is something that I feel like there's so much money there. It's a version of the conversation we had of is it worth holding Sun and or Sala while they go away to these tournaments? Well, no, because there's so much money that you could use to do something else with. And yep. I think <clears throat> holding a spot for Sala after getting rid of him seems equally foolish. So I'm just going to go about my fantasy life as if these players are weeks and weeks away from coming back into my thinking. That's kind of how I feel too. And, and I think it kind of leads into... Uh, it, you know, just on a, a quick note here, um, it, which is that, you know, Korea is, should go through the elimination matches They're They have a win and a draw, but they, they should be fine. Uh, Sun and Huang should, should both be out through game week 24, right? So it's a, similar to what you're saying, like three more weeks where we haven't really think about them. Uh, and, and part of the reason why I don't really want to think about them too much is because of the blanks and double game weeks. Those are starting to, uh, clarify a little bit we're starting to get a better sense of how it's all going to shake out not complete and 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 here's here's why so what we do know is that brentford man city the double is official in game week 25 it's officially official and that was strongly suspected mm-hmm. uh, there was like a deleted entry la- la- you know last week on the brentford website but you know it turned out to be accurate as we suspected so brentford hosts liverpool and they play away to man city in game week 25 and man city host chelsea and brentford in 25 so um, that is that is a lock. We'll obviously be talking a lot more about that as we get uh, closer to to game week twenty five. Um, that that should be a lot of fun, especially because I think not everyone's going to have the same three Man City players, right? And so we should have a little bit of variety there. And then the question will be, how much Brentford do you want? Um, probably probably just Ivan Tony, but let's 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 see let's see if you know, Bomo is is back by then. It's possible. Right. Um, yeah. Did you and, see the shirt that Tony revealed when he scored the free kick? It was, uh, something like that's for you, uncle Brian. Uh, I don't think that it was Brian, Brian and Bomo. I think it was his actual uncle. Uh, I don't know the story, but, um, it would be cool if he called Brian and Bomo. Uncle I had Brian. That, that would too. be, that'd be pretty <laughs> sweet. <laughs> so, um, the other news is that the, the Carabao cup final, just as a reminder is in game week 26, 
Uh, so Liverpool or Fulham, who play on Wednesday in the Carabao Cup semifinal, Liverpool have a two-one lead in that match. Uh, are you are you like into that? As, I mean, as a Fulham supporter, are you kind of yeah. are you intrigued to be fun to see them make a cup final. Right? Oh yeah, it would it would be incredible for the club. Yes, I think Liverpool, just given the form they're in, it's a tough ask. Liverpool really did have to, I think, hang on to that one nil victory just to have some sort of hope going into this one. So, but you know, let's up. Uh, up the up the whites. Let's do yeah. it. Yeah, So that that and I, I'm yeah exactly. I think uh, yeah. Liverpool have won enough cups. Let's let's root for Fulham. Let's let's see him in the final. Especially because it's either going to be uh, Chelsea or I think it's is it Middlesbrough? Is that the other? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So who are and they're down uh, one nil. So that could be a crazy. Yeah. So uh, so that finals game week twenty six, and then we have the second leg of the semifinals on Tuesday and Wednesday. The Chelsea one is on Tuesday. So um, those teams. Uh, so Liverpool or Fulham will 100% blank in game in 26. Uh, and Chelsea, if they win, will also blank in 26. So we'll know um, over the next couple of days. Um, the other, uh, and that and that will also affect when they when they play their double. And you can go to, uh, you know, Ben Krellen, who's obviously uh, comes up a lot on shows like ours, uh, but he does a great job at predicting um, results and, mm-hmm. and when things are going to happen and, and not. And sort of, if you're not sure when, you know, if anything's been announced yet or what the probabilities are, just go to him because he really owns the space. And, I, and I'm happy to, to give him credit for that. And so um, you can find him on Twitter and, and on, on the Hub uh, website as well, uh, Fantasy Football Hub. So uh, the FA Cup uh, matches, um, the game, game week 29 is the FA Cup quarterfinal weekend. Uh, it's a big blank game week to look out for. So uh, it couldn't have been a really good free hit chip uh, week to use. It couldn't have been something that you kind of look to for your kind of wild card, you know, you could sort of um, kind of transfer out, right? Like sort of like play into 29 and then wild yep. card and 30. So there's lots of different ways um, that we can approach that. We can talk more about that. Again, that's eight, eight game weeks away. So there's a lot of time for us to think about that, but it's good to sort of just keep an eye out for that. And we'll have a better sense of what teams will play and what teams won't play after this weekend when the FA cup fourth round uh, takes place. So um, that's just something to keep, keep an eye out for as well. I see that Spurs are hosting Man City in the FA Cup on Friday, which is kind of a blockbuster match. It's not like City is going to be playing some podunk side where they can uh, play a weekend lineup. This is going to be a bit of a – this is a big match. And City are away. I could see a hugely strong lineup for City going out there. I hope your new uh, sectional arrives by then, Brandon. You can watch it on your on your new couch. Spread out, yeah. The comfy yeah, seat. Yeah, trade exactly. in my toilet at last. <laughs> um, just a, a quick look. Obviously, uh, blanks double gaming will be a factor, but just again because I want to cast a, a wide picture of what's ahead. Um, just a, a quick look at who has strong fixtures, who has weak fixtures uh, up ahead, and. Um, Man City, even with the double, have just a really, really nice run. So, so good for them, Brandon. They it felt like they needed a break, and they've they've got it. Uh, they but they play, uh, yeah. Th- four, actually, they they're in the Premier League. They have four home matches in their next five, uh, and then their one away match is Brentford in game week twenty three. Uh, it's really it's just a sea of really nice fixtures uh, through the next six game weeks at least um and uh villa also have a pretty nice run uh, up ahead it's uh mm-hmm. they do host newcastle in 22 which last season or early this season would have been more of a blockbuster but given how newcastle have defended away from home that feels like a pretty yeah. good match for 
for Villa, um, then Sheffield United, Man United in the next uh, couple of matches. So, um, yeah, I think uh, Brighton too. I think Brighton is the other one that kind of there's their kind of nice run kicks off tomorrow uh, with this Wolves fixture at home. Although it's hard to say. I mean, Wolves uh, scored three goals in their FA Cup uh, replay mm-hmm. match uh, late last week, and so you know they're certainly uh, you know surviving without Huang. I think uh, Cunha is really impressive. It's sort of there's almost too many forward options right now, but he's ended up having a really nice season for wolves yeah wolves are in a good run i think going back to the they are teams with the longest winning streak so wolves are i think are up uh to like three at this point that's that's impressive that's a good uh, yeah high standard of the the premier league so i i agree yeah i'm very curious to see how brighton in particular look against wolves on monday because estupanon i mean the fact that estupanon came right in after being declared fit again. I mean, he didn't start, I know, but um, he is the appealing let's go for him instead of Trent sort of pick mm-hmm. uh, and save a little bit of money because, you know, it yeah. keeps coming up in this episode. <laughs> yeah. We're going to need it. Sometimes at, it works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, right. So um, I'm very curious to see how Estupanon and Brighton look there. Spurs, I think this is a, the case for Richarlison is – they they're going to keep attacking 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 and it's home hosting brentford everton brighton wolves i i love this run for spurs don't you want retire don't you regret not bringing in richarlison i I don't like your i've said some things enemy but i've said some things i can't take back and there are other midfielders that uh have done better you know i regret not getting de bruyne i regret not getting jota I regret not getting, um, I don't know, Gabriel Martinelli instead. <laughs> All sure. these players outscored yeah. Richarlison in game week 21. So I'm not going to hear this. Okay. All right. Fair. Yeah, right. You, you know what? Uh, that's toilet talk. And we got we have to live. We got to live in the comfy chairs of life. Get in the bowl. Inside. Yeah, exactly. Uh, in terms of poor fixtures, uh, you know, Burnley, uh, you know, Man City needed a little bit of luck and Burnley needed some bad luck, Brandon. We, what we need is our best team and our worst team too. I, I don't know. Is, is Burnley, I don't even know who the worst team is right now anymore. I, for We used to joke about Luton, but I don't know. They, they keep putting up these strong performances, Brandon. And I don't want to put Sheffield there today after that nice 2-2 draw. It feels feels harsh. So I guess Burnley by default, you are Josh Landon's worst team of the, <laughs> <laughs> the wow. season. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, anyway, they, they, they seem, yeah, they they seem the, the less versatile of all of them. I mean, Burnley's been yeah. kind of losing all these matches because company doesn't want to uh, change up his tactics and, right. and do the thing. And at least Sheffield United, and they showed this bringing Wilder, and they're like, hey, you know, maybe we just need to play some grimy uh, um, tactical stuff. And, and yeah. Uh, but, yeah, they, they did look good against a, week, a weekend West Ham this weekend. Um, well, regardless, a, a, a poor a poor run uh, for, uh, for for Burnley. She- yeah, Sheffield United they're they're in Josh's uh, star list for today, Brandon, because of that West Ham performance. Wow, so, okay, yeah, uh, Chelsea poor run. Uh, well, I don't know, just a mixed bag because they do play away to Liverpool and Man City. Would you even consider benching Cole Palmer for that Liverpool match, or is he just kind of unbenchable at the moment? I don't see a reason to. Well, here's the thing, and I think this is what Wildcarder sort of ran into, is the appeal of making Cole Palmer your fifth midfielder because right. you have the money to spend. I yeah. think Cole Palmer should sit in the fourth midfielder position, I think, at the lowest, meaning 
you're going to have somebody like I have Thomas Suchek, who's below him in the pecking order, who's always going to yeah. be on the bench. I don't. So for me, the way I've set my team up, there will never be a need to start Cole Palmer. And I think he is he's shown he's just like a great route to just getting yeah. some good luck. I mean, he's gotten a lot of luck through the penalty situation and bringing fantasy points in. And why not yeah. just make yourself available to that? That seems wise. Yeah. I think so too. I, I maybe there's a scenario where, um, you know, Robert Robertson and Trent are both back and starting this match. Me, but I, I don't know. I, I think it's like I, I would almost be talking myself into it, right? Like what my instincts are to start him, and I would have to talk myself out of that instinct. Uh, he has risen, by the way, 0.8 million so far in the year, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, from fi- five million to start now, he's. Uh, if you bought him today, he would it would cost you 5.8 million. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, you know, even with Chelsea's bad fixture, I think that Palmer is obviously just a, a lock for everyone's squad. I certainly would re- recommend, um, dropping him. So, um, you know, Bournemouth have a kind of mixed bag coming up too. And I, I wonder about Solanke if he might end up being, he had this kind of, he's had a moment and now I wonder if he might be the next kind of chopping block yeah. player, right? Given Ivan Tony and for and sure. I, I, yes, I will be, yeah, he's, he's not safe in my squad for sure. I like a player like Solanke. It was kind of the same reasons you'd like Watkins. He's an X minute star. He, he is, he's on pens where Watkins is not. There are, there are lots of advantages to him, but yeah. you know, going back to the Foden versus Alvarez, he's, he's just not a ceiling guy, uh, despite yeah. the hat trick. So and and I think a player like Ivan Tony coming in, we're just licking our lips after that performance, is is a ceiling guy. Yeah, disgusting visual, but yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, all right, Brandon, we had some listener questions. We were so uh, efficient on this week's pod that we answered all of them, but one. And this one I I just threw in because I enjoyed it. It's from Sarsfield. And Sarsfield says, when you've kept a player for an extra week when you were planning to get rid of him, say they have a really great fixture, so you said it to keep them for one more game week. Has that ever worked out for you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I can't remember a time that that worked out for me. Uh, yeah, I it, I think the idea is when you know, you know. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's sort of like if you're in a relationship and you just know the relationship is not going to last the longer you put off having that conversation of ending things. Yes. It's just like the more on, it's not yeah. like you're going to have more fun and discover you actually do love this person. Uh, yeah. Everyone. Yeah. Everyone who's, who's debating, hold on to a player should go and watch the Charlie Coffin movie. I'm thinking of ending things. Okay. And it'll, it'll give you a lot of FPL clarity sure. on uh, what you should do this, this week. So, um, no, yeah, it never works out. You gotta just, yeah, just, just dump them. You know, I think that's, I, I, especially if it's, if you're going to do it anyway, if it's like, Oh, I'm on the fence. I don't know if I want to get rid of Saka or whatever. Um, it's got a good fixture. That's a different situation. Mm-hmm. Right. But if it's like, Oh, clearly I never should have had X player. Like that's what kind of Odegaard right now. Yeah. Oh, well, let's just say Odegaard. I mean, literally sure, playing yeah. my spot right now. And I'm kind of in that spot. I'm like, well, Forrest isn't a terrible fixture. But part of me is like, just get rid of him. Like you can have, you can have Kevin De Bruyne this weekend and they, and they play Burnley at home. Why are you making this hard on yourself? Yeah, I think it does. The fixtures play into it slightly. Uh, like my yeah. Chelsea triple up was, um, you know, I was definitely riding the lightning there. And right. 
they had a good fixture in game week 21 in uh, Fulham and, and it paid off. And now I feel like I got to cash out, you know, a, just another yeah. unnecessary sort of uh, yeah. metaphor worked, of like s- sitting yeah. at a poker table for too yeah. long. Like you just got to know when to step away. Worked out pretty well for you in the no, end. No, I, was te- I was teasing you about, I was the Sterling one, maybe, maybe that was a little more of a mixed bag, but I think ultimately it worked out, you know, Pretty, pretty well. Sure, we could considered. go back and and certainly find better picks over the course of the last five game weeks or so. But sure. I'm not, yeah. I ain't Long mad. There, you know? I've made yeah. bigger mistakes, far yeah. bigger mistakes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that's true. That's true. Uh, even this season, I think you and I both have some bigger uh, catastrophes on our yes. uh, on our list. Um, all right. Well, that's your pod. Thanks everyone for listening. We'll be back next Sunday. We'll actually be back at midweek with our uh, our Patreon. Uh, unboxing slash chatting with with patrons pod uh if you want to support the podcast and listen to that and get access to discord and all kinds of other fun stuff go to patreon.com slash always cheating once again that's patreon.com slash always cheating there's no space there brandon just always cheating runs straight through uh but otherwise we'll be back on sunday with our game week 22 official preview pod uh with uh, with just a quick turnaround there um, about 36 hours in time we record to, to the game week 22 deadline um so brandon any final thoughts from you anything uh you want to say or should we just go right to our patreon um producer thank yous i guess just enjoy the non uh premier league football uh, i guess like make make a point here's a tip find one uh carabao or fa cup fixture that you want to watch and tune in for that okay make make it exciting pop some popcorn uh and do that because i feel like we okay. need a little bit of an adrenaline shot as we continue to yeah, wait for game that's, 22 that's probably some good advice i definitely checked out almost completely on the third round of the FA cup. It was just, it always, that, that one is the one for me where it's, there's always, there's, you know, a whole late December premier league matches. It kind of never ends, right? There's games almost every mm-hmm. single day. And then it's like, Oh, Hey, do you want to watch like literally everybody play each other? <laughs> and I'm usually like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> you know, like, I'm fine. But yeah. the, as, as you get deeper into the FA cup, it gets a lot more exciting. Right. And Carabao cups kind of like that too. It's like the, the second leg of the semifinals. I think this is actually when I'm, I'm finally ready to like check back in. And, and yeah. Track well, I, I do think the result is just going to be a flood of information that we are going to yes. have to sort of sift through as we make our final game week 22 deadline decisions. So looking forward to chatting with you about that next weekend, Josh, in the meantime, as always, big thanks to our producer patrons, Mike DiPietro, Trevor Ingerson, our buddy Chris Howell, Bob Escoon, James Holland, Dave Wagner, Lodal, Nick Wright, Lazarus Yanos, Jesse Halstead, Bruce Kerr, Brian Chin, Blair Jacobson, Todd Byerly, Andy Portlock, at FPL Merch, Kerry Swanson, Jefferson Turner, Buffalo Wild Mings, Francis Moore, Sam Shower, Caleb Robbie, Volger, Paulson Kruger, Alex Holcomb, James Keatley, The Saint, Bob Fox, Craig Jackson, Shalin F. Kadakia, Terrence O'Donnell, Heath Cram, Thomas Tislov, Noah and Louise, Travis Grant, Linus Vennerstrom, Dan Parsons, James C., Matthew Skinner, Fro Jacobson, Brennan, Daniel Hart, Lolly, Ben Coombs, Eric Kite, Gareth H., and Rune Sandberg. Rate, review, subscribe wherever you get your pods. I see a couple of you commenting on Spotify, which is really cool to see. You can comment on individual episodes if you like what you hear. Follow us wherever you get social media. Visit our website, yeah. alwayscheating.com. Including YouTube. We don't, we don't mention that enough, but the Always Cheating Podcast is now on YouTube. You can listen there as well. Yeah, the biggest growing podcast platform uh, running. So go check us out there. Give us a follow. Uh, pretty soon we'll be. I am now obsessed, Josh, with um, 
uh, like recreational five aside, seven aside football teams on YouTube. Uh, I'm sure a number of people listening will know five guys, five guys, FC. And this is a thing. Now you bring your cameraman to your seven aside match and they film it. And then post match, you run it back and do commentary over it. Uh, so five guys, FC, uh, if, if you're listening, uh, my mind would be absolutely blown. Uh, but check those guys out and check us out on YouTube, Josh. Now I'll point to you and say any last words. Nope. Just, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. Enjoy the, uh, the midweek. Let's, let's, let's get a little Carabao cup excitement going. Enjoy the midweek, you know, up, up the cottagers, up the whites and, uh, yeah, yeah, let's go. And, uh, otherwise see you next week. Bye. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.